Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Join Scotty and Hans coming up on Wednesday from noon to 3 at my hearing center in Sandy, 8941 South, 700 East, Suite 204. We're live here at the Family History Library. We're just across the street from Temple Square on West Temple. Uh, we're hanging out. Uh, we're getting the word out about Roots Tech coming up from February 26th through the 29th at Salt Palace Convention Center. Uh, keynote speaker is going to be Emmett Smith speaking on Saturday, February 29th. Use promo code ZONE at RootsTech.org and save $20 on your regi- uh, registration. And come on by. We have uh, some passes. All you have to do is come in, grab some jazz gear. We have a meet and greet for uh, Emmett Smith. And all you have to say is, man, I hope I'm not related to Gordon Monson. Yes, you can do that. Uh, Although, if it got if it got you in the will, maybe you'd you'd hope you were related to Gordon Monson. You might. Yeah. Uh-huh. See. Uh, man, this facility down here is really it's beautiful. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's cool. I haven't been here in a long time, and uh, it really is cool down here. So come see us. It's really fun. So you absolutely come by and see us, and make sure and check out uh, Roots Tech going on February 26th uh, through the 29th. We'll talk uh, more about that. Uh, Gordon, today we were uh, we're not going to focus uh, a ton on on Kobe Bryant. I thought we we had a really good show yesterday. I thought we got a lot of different perspective, and you know. Days like yesterday are kind of difficult because you want to be appropriate when it comes to the subject matter. But I do want to follow, you know, what happened. And I think that's important as well and certainly interesting to me. But okay. uh, have you followed the latest with uh, with the helicopter and kind of uh, what they're investigating? I thought that they were uh, the pilot was trying to avoid the fog. And uh, when he when they hit the mountain or the hill, whatever, and uh yeah, that's that's what I I saw. Did you see something else? Well, so there's a couple of things. One, uh, they're going to look into everything from human error to equipment to you know FAA, FAA communication and all those sorts of things, which I think is great. But what the what's been reported out there today is is interesting because I, I want to hear them get to the bottom of it because his last communication with. Um, the tower, I yeah. guess, uh-huh. was getting permission to climb up out of the weather. And uh, they it circled for a while in one place. Right. And then after it got that permission, it, it climbed up out of the weather and then took a very abrupt left descending turn. And that's when the the uh, the crash happened. So a- any indication as to why that's that's what they're going to figure out, whether yeah. it was an instrument or, or pilot error or what. But that was the last basic communication was giving them permission to to climb up to uh, the non, you know, normal altitude to get uh, above the weather. And that's when they took that turn. And they're not sure exactly what happened. But uh, another piece, uh, you know, the the police had grounded their helicopters because of weather. So I'm I am curious to find out if there was any, you know, warning or anything along those lines and not to place blame by any means more to to say, I hope there was if if weather was going to truly be that dangerous. I hope we have something in place to to prevent people from well, making bad decisions. I'm not a pilot. Uh, I know I, one of my best friends is a pilot. and uh, I. But if there's bad weather like that, I thought I read somewhere that that particular kind of helicopter, the pilot would have to be instrument uh, trained 
right. certified, whatever, so as to be able to navigate uh, poor visibility. But uh, if, if if I'm piloting that thing and there is a bunch of fog down there, I, I'm 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 getting out of there, you know. And uh, maybe they were waiting for it to clear or something. But uh, in retrospect, as you look back at it, obviously, we all wish we could go back and, and change what happened. Get out of there, you know. Well, and it was such a routine mode of transportation for, for Kobe and yes. his family, too. I mean, it's it's easy to get comfortable. I mean, it's I, I do believe I know it's a helicopter, but I do believe it's something similar to a, to a car accident. And we all need to, you know, of course, be careful and grateful for every moment because life is dangerous. Yeah. You know, and and simple routine daily things can can be dangerous. So I, I do want to follow the story because I think a lot of people out there are kind of wondering how and why. Mm-hmm. And, and I think uh, the authorities seem to be wanting to get to the bottom of it so it doesn't happen to other people. Right. Again. And that's the main key here. It's not, it's not a deal where I'm sure you're not trying to look for lurid details of a tragedy. You know, what you're trying to do is find information for the greater good. Uh, if you can find anything at all, but, uh, man, I, I, this kind of story is, is, is painful for everybody. And the fact that it is struck the the cord that it has internationally uh, is has really been amazing to watch. It it has been, and I'm looking forward to speaking with Chris Mannix at the top of the five o'clock hour uh, because Chris, I I know, did a radio interview with Kobe about a year ago, and he had this the great question where they were breaking down Ben Simmons' shot, which I'll never forget because it was such a candid candid answer by Kobe where he basically said Ben Simmons needed to scrap it and start over. Well, what would you expect from Kobe? Kobe is not going to mess around with the truth. But I I guess how many moments like that now looking through the rearview mirror seeing you know how his life was cut short are just kind of uh, almost uh, prophetic. I mean, the fact that he went for 60 against the Jazz in his final game. Mm. I mean, what what a mark considering that we didn't know what was to come. Yes. And, and even um, you heard Don, Donovan Mitchell talk about the film review that Kobe did uh, in the playoff series. I think it was with Oklahoma City a couple of years ago where he broke down his game and, mm-hmm. and talked. To, and, and that meant so much to Donovan Mitchell. But uh, what a what a gift that Donovan has for the rest of his life, you know. And it seemed like yesterday was full of a lot of those stories. Uh, obviously, Jake, you and I have had opportunities. Hey, by the way, hold on. Did you hear that? Say it again louder. Enjoy meeting Emmett Smith, my friend. Thanks for coming down. How about that? What's your name? Shay. Shay? All right. Shay, all right. Shout Shay's out to Shay. Shay's our winner. There you go. Enjoy. Give, the, give that man that. Give him some chess gear, too. Yeah, get, get hooked up. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool. Thanks for coming down. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening. I'm sorry. I interrupted. Uh, you, we, you and I have an opportunity to, to interview and talk to these uh, terrific athletes. Kobe Bryant, to me, is a fascinating study. I I really, I mean, that kind of charisma and that kind of ability, that mix, that catapulted him straight to the top. And did did you and I, did we agree with everything Kobe did? No. Uh, There's no reason to sugarcoat that. But, uh, man, I've rarely seen an athlete that can handle himself the way Kobe did on a basketball court. I mean, that, that part of it was remarkable. My old partner at the Tribune, Ross Seiler, who covered the Lakers and covered Kobe for, I think it was three years, he wrote a Facebook uh, 
blog or whatever you want to call it that uh, that I saw on Twitter. That's how I accessed it. That was just I, I would recommend anybody who has access to that check out what uh, Ross had to say. It was it was uh, most enlightening. All right, Gordon. Uh, I want to switch gears, but uh, just our listeners, we're we're not going to dwell on Kobe today, and and we won't dwell on it necessarily going forward. However, I do want to follow this story, and we'll follow the story for our listeners if there are any developments on on how this uh, tragic accident happened. Uh, and so, uh, stay tuned for that. But let's, let's talk a little bit, uh, Gordon, on NFL draft or, or the Senior Bowl. And I'm not so sure. Uh, you and I both were kind of exchanging vacations over the past week. Uh, how much you got a chance to really focus on it? But um, it's interesting. Pro Football Focus that's out there has all these big time uh, praise for all these youths not in the Senior Bowl and not. I mean, Zach Moss is number one right now on their list of running backs, and Bradley and I who absolutely, what, do you have two sacks in the Senior Bowl and was uh, was kind of a star if you were following it on social media? I mean, these guys are, are playing their way up up draft boards, and it's it's good to see them take advantage of it. Jo, um, uh, Jordan Love was MVP of practice for a day there at the and, Senior And Bowl. the practice is really important. It's not just the game. It's, it's where the coaches and can get a good look at these guys. As they go through these drills and whatnot, I think that's where the most value is. And, yeah, they, they said that there, an impression was made. Which I is part of reading this is almost disappointing. And I, I don't mean to, to take a negative story out of what is ultimately a positive one. Because if you look across the positional draft boards, I mean, there's a ute on pretty much every single one of them, which is which is pretty remarkable. But it, is it bad that my first reaction was, oh, man, they could have been better? Like wall at the University of Utah. I, I don't want to say miss opportunity for this season because I don't think it was entirely disappointing. But you look at all this NFL talent across the board, and these guys like Bradley and I are dominating these big time stages. And Jalen Johnson is far up on boards as he is. Zach Moss, if he turns out to be the number one running back or somewhere, I mean, it's just it, I don't. We haven't seen it before. And it it feels like we st- should still be talking about a Pac-12 championship. Well, they certainly were given the opportunity, that's for sure. And they created some of it. Doesn't Kyle Whittingham usually get credit for coaching the heck out of these guys and getting the most out of them? Are you suggesting that perhaps that wasn't the case this last year? No. Uh, I'm, not, I'm actually not suggesting that. And, and let me explain why here okay. for a second. Because a lot of these guys were not five-star recruits or four-star recruits that were layups for the NFL and you just had to not screw it up. These were guys that came in, and and some of them were more highly touted than others, but these were guys that that came in, developed, played their way into these positions to, to even go to the Senior Bowl in the first place. So, so no, I don't want to. I don't want to say that because that's not. But if they were developed into that, was it not finished properly? You, you're really trying to get me to. Throw no, the coaches I'm, not, I'm just wanting here. to know. I, I want I, to make your point clear. I just, I, I think it's disappointing because the end didn't match the potential, and that that sounds like I'm saying it's a failure because I'm trying not to. Because you're the one who set the standard that they didn't meet, not me. Well, yeah, but, but hold on a second. Isn't that a coach's primary job is to get the most out of whatever it is but that did his they, players can give? Correct. But did they underachieve? Not really. But And maybe that's why I'm, I'm I think they, they did. I think they did underachieve. You did. I, 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 I think that team should have been, at a minimum, going to the Rose Bowl. 
That was my perception of it. Uh, that was the setup for it. That was the expectation. And that was not achieved. Nope. It, it wasn't. But I see, I set the standard of going back to the Pac-12 title game. I think it could have been a successful year, and I think it was. They hit 11 wins. I, I mean, know. I know. I know. That no, in no, history, but it, but was, it does feel like they left something out there. Yes. It, uh, I get that. I and I guess a, that's what I'm saying. That's a fair criticism, if that's what you want to call it. I think it's an assessment. I think the Utes last year, if they did not go to the Rose Bowl, it was uh, a disappointment. I don't think I can call an 11-win season a disappointment. I just can't. I mean, can't. how many yeah, people I mean, were uh, predicting them to go undefeated? Nobody no, was. No, but how many people picked them to win the conference? Nah, I got it. But that, I mean, we're talking splitting hairs. I mean, to, to win the conference this particular year, you per near had to go undefeated. Uh, okay, whatever. however but, you want to say it. But I, I, I mean, we haven't seen that much talent accrued at Utah at one given moment ever. And it I, felt I would like, agree with that. And, and it felt like if there was a year to have a Sugar Bowl type year, in the context of the Pac-12 achievement-wise, it felt like this past year was the year. And seeing all this amazing talent, I mean, think about, think about where they're being placed amongst the rest of college football where there's so much amazing talent out there. Utah is, is proving that it has some of the best or has developed some of the best. You, you feel like that would have been enough to get by Oregon. I, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here. You are. I'm trying to say it's not the, – the season as a whole wasn't a disappointment, but looking at all this, it does feel like there was something left out there. I agree. Well, so up, I am Make talking, up your mind. I, I, I feel like this is a, a justified answer. Which one? It wasn't. Cha- it doesn't always have to be championship or bust. You can take some satisfaction in a good season, but I think you can also feel like there was something left. Okay, so you're gonna leave. You're gonna. You're gonna keep it that way, huh? I am. I feel like a, that's a pretty solid. Okay, answer. this is the way I would say it. I compliment the players themselves for uh, listening and for being developed, and the coaches for that development. However, in this particular case, that team should have done more. Okay, so the, the Jazz of the 90s with, uh, with Stockton and Malone, they had the potential to win the NBA championship. It wasn't doomed from tip with Michael Jordan's Bulls, but yet they didn't get there. But you can still be satisfied and say that was amazing. That's what I'm trying to get at, I guess. Like, Well, you bring up that question. That's a, that's a great uh, debate, I guess. It, uh, if 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 people around here really, as they like to say, that John Stockton was the best point guard ever, if that's what they like to say, and they do, and and Carl Malone was the best power forward ever, if you have two of the best players at their positions ever, then they should have won a championship. Did not, but had an amazing run. So so I that causes me to believe that maybe they weren't the best at those positions. Well, I don't think they were. I don't either. I don't think. I don't think. We, but jazz fans like to we, think that we tease you. Uh, well, it depends on what your definition of the position is. But I mean, I think most jazz fans are pretty realistic about their position in history. But I mean, to say that they weren't two of the greatest, I think, is ridiculous. And they went on a, a terrific run that with, created with, a, that, that created a fan base here that is unbelievable. They deserve all the credit in the world. What did Frank Layden say? They made us all rich. <laughs> and I know Frank's talking about money, but didn't they make us all rich in a way with the experiences and memories and all those things and, and fandom that has extended to this day? I mean, that's all positive stuff. 
You can paint it any which way you want. All I know is they didn't win a championship, even when Michael Jordan was not in basketball for a couple of years. So they're obviously failures. No, that's not what I said. They're obviously that's failures. That's not what okay, I said. Why, okay, no, I'm looking for clarity here. You're, Tear you're, the statues no, down. You Just are, bring them down you now. You are muddying up the picture left and right. Which is and exactly then, and what you did and to leaving, me. And leaving it extremely ambiguous. <laughs> which is exactly I'm, I'm what you did I'm saying it clear. Me. Stockton and Malone were not the best players at their position. And what they did was what they were. And I'm saying the same thing well, with the Utes. I'm saying, okay, if they w- the expectation was higher than the realization. So I, I've heard people say that, Why and including people I respect. Oh, the Utes season was not disappointing. And you just said it. It was how disappointing. You, how could you be disappointed with 11 wins? Because the expectation was beyond that. How could you be disappointed with going to the NBA Finals? I'm it's actually, not, I'm actually not, complimenting... The Utes, by saying the expectation was higher than what they actually achieved. You're calling them failures. Yeah, it sounds like Not a failure. Not a failure, just subpar to what might have been. Tear down the statues. No. Why, why are they no, even up there? Why do, you know what? Erase what it saying. from the record books. Just, just I'm asking for real. Why did they even? Here. Why did they even lace them up? No. That's what was not the what point I'm of that? Why did Why did Utah even go out onto that not field? Not what I'm saying. I'd like you to see you call Lecky Fotu a failure to his friends. I, I did not call him a failure. I said that the Utes' achievement was below what the expectation was. Okay, sir. Now who's talking on no, both sides I'm not of the talking, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm the one that's okay. talking clear. All right. You're the one that's saying, oh, they had this great season, but they didn't do what they, they were. Won, they won 11 games. They won 11 games. You ask Ute fans, they'll tell you it was – they expected more. They lost 11 games, but it felt like they left something out there. I got it. Now you're saying, well, they're failures, <laughs> but, that, but that's actually a compliment. Your yeah, word. I did. never used that. I never said that. Okay. No. All right, uh, Tommy Thesaurus. We, got, we all picked up what you were putting down without you having to use the word failure. Yeah, all right. Okay. Actually, Theodore Thesaurus would have been better. <laughs> Jake. You danced around that. You know, you're right. You said yesterday you were a great dancer. I see now what you were talking mm, about. Okay. <laughs> Calling everybody a failure and saying, oh, but I don't want all the blowback. So no, whether, What are you, you talking know, about? <laughs> no. A failure is somebody who doesn't achieve anything at all. I said it was a disappointment. Mm. Mm-hmm. Show a little uh, sophistication in being able to I could find say, your way through that. I could say the same thing to you. <laughs> All right. Joining us now is our friend Paul. We're here at the Family History Library uh, just uh, across from Temple Square on West Temple. We're here getting the word out about Roots Tech 2020 going down February 26th. Through the I just found out from Paul that he, you know, he is an expert fisherman. You guys are swapping fishing stories yeah, over there. That's, that's that. good. He, I mean, we're talking to a man here who once hauled in 250 fish in one day. Is that what it was? 250? Uh, that's a little high. Oh, but okay. over 200. Wow, that's in amazing. one day. How, how how were the arms after that whole thing? You know, my neck, shoulders, and arms were <laughs> truly sore. A little fatigue. Uh, very a fatigue. Little, little but fatigue. I am not complaining. No, I would sign be me either. up again. Yeah, right. That sounds great. <laughs> uh, let's let's tell our listeners about Rootstech. This is this is really really cool. You've been doing it for 10 years, and yes. it's a it's a great way to get people fired up about their history, their family history. Rootstech 
is a fun family history event for the entire family. So we appreciate you helping us uh, create awareness for the show. We invite people to come join us February 26 to 29 at the Salt Palace Convention Center. Sports enthusiasts, we're going to have Emmett Smith from the Dallas Cowboys there. So you'll have a chance to hear from Emmett and uh, maybe even meet him if you come down and get one of, one of the passes. Um, there are 300 classes. If you've ever had a question about your family history, what DNA is all about, what to do with your sports memorabilia that you've collected over the years, your trophies, um, think you're related to somebody famous, a sports athlete, you know, Roots Tech's the place to come and figure out how to do that if it's all true. All right, Paul, what about you? How, how much of that tree? I have a feeling that we're talking to somebody who has it all mapped out back to, you know, like pre-Renaissance. You know, <laughs> I, I am purely Italian on both sides of my really? family history, and Family Search has a lot of Italian records digitized. So I've been fortunate to trace my Sicilian and Foggia lines all the way back to the late 1500s. Wow. wow. So that's the kind of thing you could do. That's and amazing. And we can show you how to do it. That is so fascinating. So find out about Roots Tech here. Get online. Go to rootstech.org. If you throw in the promo code zone, uh, zone, excuse me, you'll save $20 on your registration. We still have those Emmett Smith meet and greets, at least a couple of them to get a giveaway. All you have to do is come here, say, man, I hope I'm not related to Gordon Monson, and, uh, and we're going to hook you up. But this is a really amazing event. Again, rootstech.org, promo code zone. Uh, thank you, Paul. Thank you very much. Thank you. We're glad to be here. All right. We'll have more of the big show coming up next. Don't forget Chris Mannix, top of the 5 o'clock hour. Bowler is going to be with us at 530. It's all straight ahead on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Slow Mo Joe. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK. PK. I'm wondering when you're playing this well, does the way Quinn interact with the team change at all? He's the same guy today that he is six years ago when he first got the job. And that's hard to do to stay so focused and determined to keep this franchise going and obviously heading in the right direction. And obviously everyone that's watched closely for the six years Quinn's been here, he's a big part of this massive change that's happened. A lot is the culture and what he does and what he brings and what he stands for. Utah is lucky to have him and and hopefully he's, well, he just extended, didn't he? So he's, yeah. he's here for a bit longer. Oh, yeah. Catch Jazzman Joe Ingles with DJ and PK every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. So put your hands together and please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 of the zone. Want to remind you to listen uh, tomorrow on Wednesday. It's a win ticket Wednesday for your chance to win tickets to go see the University of Utah running Utes basketball team. Experience the excitement of Utah basketball all season long as the Utes battle for first play, uh, battle for a place atop Pac 12 standings. Tickets are available, uh, include a variety of pricing options. Check out Utah utes.com for tickets all right we're live at the family history library right here uh, just across the street from temple square across west temple hanging out with our friends getting you ready for roots tech 
a show coming up at the Salt Palace from uh, February 26th uh, through the 29th. Uh, you can register at rootstech.org. Use promo code ZONE to save $20. And we just had a couple of listeners come in and get uh, tickets to meet and greet for Emmett Smith, who's the keynote speaker on Saturday. Uh, the uh, the final day, the 29th. And we still have two more of those to give away. So if you come by and say, man, I hope I'm related to Gordon Monson, we're hooking you up with that experience. I'm sorry if, that I don't know this, but is Emmett Smith still the leading NFL rusher of all time? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I, I thought there for a minute I wasn't sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a big, big deal. So come on by and see us. We do have jazz gear for you as well. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we're having a great time, and uh, we've had a number of listeners come by already and would encourage you to do so. In fact, uh, just a little confirmation, sometimes sometimes parking, parking can get a little tricky downtown, of course. There is 10-minute parking out there where you can park, come in, grab it, and, right. and go, so you don't have to, to worry about um, the meter or any such thing. Uh, speaking of the NFL, Gordon, want to get your thoughts on a story that's coming out from ProFootballTalk.com that uh, the New Orleans Saints want Drew Brees to stick around for another year, which isn't entirely a surprise. I mean, he was pretty good this year, and you wouldn't uh, be surprised they'd want to keep him around. Uh, but what they want, Gordon, is interesting. They want him to come back for a year and basically pass the torch to Taysom Hill according to Pro Football Talk, get Taysom Hill prepared to fully take over the quarterback job the year after. Do you have any... Uh, oh, oh there's one. one. There is another one. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like people taking such pleasure in their uh, in that proclamation. But anyway, uh, look, t- where, I don't know what to make of Taysom. Because I think he is one heck of an athlete. Do you think he has the arm to – and I'm not saying he doesn't. I just don't know whether he – is he accurate enough? Is he consistent enough to keep that team where it has been with Drew Brees at the control? So, no, is the answer to that. <laughs> okay. okay but, but. So, why would you be eager to do it? I mean, you know the the end will come for Drew Brees. Uh, he cannot continue to play. Uh, Father Time is undefeated when it comes to these athletes performing at a at, at, at a supreme level. But he was really good this year. Okay, so so let me my preface my comments here by saying Sean Payton obviously knows what he's doing. So yeah. far be it from me. If this is the plan that he wants to go with, well, he obviously sees something in Taysom Hill. So which I think is great because I am cheering for Taysom. But but here's my thought. He's got the arm strength, yes. Accuracy I worry about. And he, you know, can he make the reads and do those things that sometimes eluded him while at, while at BYU? And we're talking about following one of the all-time Drew Brees. I mean. Amazing, right? And, and I'm sure they would incorporate some of Taysom's strengths and those sorts of things. But this, this reminds me a little bit of Jimmer Fredette in a way. Why would you want to make Taysom Hill into a traditional quarterback in a traditional role? I don't – that doesn't make any sense to me. I think they should – that more teams should incorporate what New Orleans is doing with Taysom. It's what makes him unique. It's what makes him great. Why would you take him out of that hybrid role? Right now, the minute he steps foot on that field, he is a threat. And that opens things up for everybody else on the field. If you make him into a traditional quarterback, a lot of what makes him unique and what makes him really, really good Uh all of a sudden goes away. So I don't know why 
I don't know why more teams don't start do, finding more Taysom Hills to play in a role like New Orleans is doing now, as opposed to taking Taysom Hill and trying to make him into Drew Brees. The only the only reason to do that, if it is in fact what the Saints want to do, is because they watch him every day in practice. So that's what I was getting at. Yeah. That Sean Payton knows more than I yeah, do. of course they they know they know better than we do what he can do. Uh, we we have seen him on occasion here and there. But you're right. He is absolutely perfect for the role they have him in. Question is, can he do that full time? I I don't know the answer. Why Why not? Why not? You I mean, you saw him. No, I'm talking about do it as a oh, starter. Oh, I see. I thought you were meaning yeah. to make that hybrid role full time. Oh. And then, you know what? There's no shame in that. I mean, could Cordell Stewart have been a Hall of Famer if he would have kept being slash and not picked Pittsburgh Steelers full time quarterback? Remember, because he yeah. replaced Neil O'Donnell after mm-hmm. Neil O'Donnell went to the Jets, and he was this slash electric right. player right. Mm-hmm. on a Super Bowl. They didn't win, but they went to the Super Bowl, right? They lost to the Dallas Cowboys. And then they made him into the full-time starting quarterback, and he was, huh? He was okay. He was nothing special. He wasn't terrible, but, uh, I mean, he wasn't anything to write home about. The, the Steelers didn't go back to the Super Bowl until they got rid of him. And then they brought in Ben Roethlisberger, and they almost immediately went right back to the Super Bowl. So what you're saying is, if he's what we think he is, keep him in the role he is in. Sure. As opposed to trying to morph him into a traditional quarterback. Right now, he is one of the most, if not the most, unique threat in the entire league. <laughs> Seriously. He has gotten a lot of attention, and good for him, because coming out of BYU, we did, he couldn't stay healthy at BYU. And he's been able to do that in his role with the Saints. He's a dude who can run, pass, block. I mean, I don't know if he can kick, but I'd bet on Taysom at this point. Why Why wouldn't you want him to maximize all of that? It, mm-hmm. It's what makes him unique. It, yeah. what's, it's what makes him special. If you put him in a room full of traditional quarterbacks or even dual threat quarterbacks, he'll be fine he'll be okay but he won't be special so in other words if okay so if you're you're the saints you are going to encourage do everything you can to keep drew Brees and continue just to use Taysom hill periodically in these ways that he's been used in the past that's what i do and you know what you can step up the amount of time he's on the field i got no problem with that give the guy some more playing time do you think that there's an element to this of people thinking okay we saw what happened to to drew Brees in the playoffs and the saints as a whole people had higher expectations for him so you thinking perhaps that people because they get glimpses of what Taysom hill can do they're projecting ahead that they they believe or they believe that the saints believe that he can do that all the time and they're looking for something new because the saints failed in the playoffs maybe well i think i think they're coming to the grip that drew Brees' career is nearly over they got to have a next step and they really like Taysom Hill. they obviously really like Taysom Hill. i mean drew Brees is 41 right so it's it's yes, but but look at look at what he did this last year did that look like a quarterback to you that was done? No. But you got to plan for the future at yeah. some point. And they, they, they like Taysom. And like like we said, they maybe see something we don't. But right now, I think the, the reason he's so good is because he and Drew complement each other. Drew's the old man pocket passer. Taysom's this, this hybrid guy that can also pass and can be a threat. I mean, I, I don't understand. Make tackles on special teams? I don't understand why, <laughs> you know, we see something innovative 
but we want to take that innovation and make it traditional. We don't do that in in the regular world, but some for some reason we want to do it with but, sports. But, but maybe you're looking at it wrong. Maybe people see Taysom Hill and think, okay, we see what he can do in a part-time role. He can do it in a full-time role. And we're going to make Jimmer Fredette into a traditional point guard. Yeah. <laughs> you have it. to make I've, I've Are you it, saying that work. just because there's a BYU connection? Is that what you're saying? A little bit, but I think the concept is the same. I really do. Don't, don't turn Taysom into something he's not. Let him be himself, which is really good. On a part-time basis. He almost won a game single-handedly for the team. What do you mean part-time basis? This is football. He's only on the field 50% of the but, time at the most. But why do you believe that he can't? If you, that's, if you feel that strongly about his role now, why do you, what makes you believe that he couldn't do it all the time? Because the fact that he is multifaceted is what makes him dangerous and what makes him unique. If you turn him into a every snap quarterback where he's asked to stand back, take a five-step drop and deal, that's not who he is. That's not what makes him unique. If but, but, but why can't he take what makes him unique and do it all the time? Because the how do I how do I put this, Gordon? Like the surprise the, element. Yes, the misdirection element. the The fact that when he's on the field, you have to pay attention to him opens up things for other folks. Oh, does that not make no, any no, sense? No, no, I get it. I hear what you're saying. I don't know because how do you game plan for Taysom Hill right now? You can't. <laughs> How do you game plan for Taysom Hill, a traditional quarterback? You can. <laughs> okay, you say so. Oh, good. I, right. I, so I, that's I, how it's going to end. Well, I don't, I don't know. Right. What I, I mean, like, like, if, right. I, if I saw him in practice every day, I might have a different opinion. Join Utah Stem Cells Live if in Sean studio. If Sean says that, then he must have a different opinion with than us. yours. The big show tomorrow, uh, January 29th from 3 to 6. That'd be okay with you. As we discuss stem cell joint regeneration treatments and other beneficial uses of stem cells to treat various conditions throughout the body. It'd be all right with me. Well, you know, there's the problem with just assuming that uh, coaches know all because, you know, they don't. Jake is extremely cerebral. He's very intelligent. He's a great decision maker. He's got poise. Leadership qualities are there. He seems to be exceptional in pressure situations. You know, the bigger the stage and the more pressure, the, the more he responds. Thank you, Coach Witt. Thank yeah, you very much. Yeah, but he's much. more physical than he is mental, Thank all that you. being said. Nope. I mean, I'm just listening to Coach Witt. <laughs> all right. We'll have more coming up next, live from the Family History Library here just west of Temple Square across West Temple. Come by and see us grab some jazz gear. We still have some of those meet and greet passes with Emmett Smith to give away as well. It's all straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. This market, Tony, I think is unique to the Kobe Bryant yes. journey. We had the privilege of seeing one of the top five talents to ever lace it up at least two times a season right here in Salt Lake City. And then the playoff matchups, they all wrapped up in a poetic, beautiful moment where, yeah, the Jazz were the team against him when he finished his career with 60 points at Staples Center. You have great memories, whether it was a heartbreak and a finish or whether it was an exhilarating Jazz win and the way Kobe competed and fought, it was really something special to be around and Kobe's performances were fun but the rivalry and the competition and the fact that the fans got to feel like they were a part of that competition in the good ways is a thing of beauty and something I think we'll miss forever. Tony Parks and Austin Horton weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now your not sports report on 97.5 1280 The Zone. And the Zone Sports Network. Sorry, we're getting everything. 
Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the Family History Library here just west of Temple Square, across the street, West Temple. Time for the Not Sports Report, uh, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online, lhmusedcars.com. We're here getting the word out uh, with our uh, friends at Roots Tech. The show coming uh, February 26th through the 29th at Salt Palace Convention Center. Got to mention this. Our meet and greet uh, passes with Emmett Smith have uh, been claimed, Gordon. But we still have a couple of passes to the show itself. So if you come by and see us, there is 10-minute parking out front. You can come in and uh, claim it. Real quick, Jake, explain to the people what the what it is uh talk about genealogy if you've uh, been interested in family history uh, they have uh, a number of speakers they have classes in fact we'll talk to paul uh, more about it coming up here momentarily uh real quick before we get to the not sports Board, Gordon, yes. I, I just want to point out that we are you know a stone's throw away from the salt lake temple and temple square and you know people around here are are respectful and there's a certain vibe that uh, that comes with this neighborhood so i'm just saying that before we get to the the not sports report that's all are you saying perhaps that what i do with the not sports report is on the tawdry side i'm just saying that that some days we're okay to go a little fast and loose with the not sports report and maybe maybe today is not not that day that's really all that's all okay all right you want me to proceed yes please may i yes please all right. Jake, when was the last time someone challenged you to a duel? Uh, I can safely say never. Never? Never. If you were going to challenge someone to a duel, uh, who would you challenge? You can pick anybody. Celebrity, sports figure, friend, enemy, whoever. Uh, Milton Berle. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Is Milton Berle still alive? I have no idea. I, don't I was so. just trying to. I was just trying to think of somebody old. Like I, I feel like if I had to duel with somebody, uh, two no, things. He, One, he, I think he passed I, away in two thousand two. So oh, just 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 recently. So you so you would win that duel? Yeah. So so I I would win that or already have, you know, but but I suppose I I, I have confidence I'd be quicker than somebody older. And then if I did accidentally you know end their life, I I wouldn't feel quite as bad because you know. They were closer to the end of it anyway. What about Jack Palance? <laughs> no, Confidence here we go. Is very sexy. <laughs> is, is is he still with us? I don't no. know. I don't uh, know. How about you pick no. someone else, Jake? <laughs> take a take a third strike here. <laughs> Just don't even. Don't even. Who would you go with, Gordon? Um, Danny DeVito. <laughs> Danny's still with us. Yeah, but he's yeah. hard to hit. He is harder to hit. Well, it depends. What kind of duel are you looking for? The reason I bring this up... A sword is, duel. ...is because Meghan Markle's dad, who's estranged, or her estranged dad, has challenged Prince Harry to a duel, That's essentially telling him to man up. All right? Uh, he said this, Man up and fly down and see me, Thomas Markle, who is 75, told Good Morning Britain during one of a series of uh, interviews he hopes will reach the royal couple after their, quote, embarrassing Megxit, they called it. Okay, all right. Uh, quote, I'd be happy to duel with Harry anytime, Markle said. 
the way he's been acting, I think he'd couch, crouch on the ground before he gets to 10 steps. He's a candy bleep. He's whipped, Markle said. He's never met his son-in-law. Uh, but uh, I, I just, that struck me as being, first of all, what did Harry do? Stop being a candy butt. I don't know. Did Handy did uh, did Harry do something that would make uh, I don't know. They're estranged for a reason, I'm sure. Candy butt. Uh, anyway, uh, what I would th- if you were to duel, uh, let's say Austin? What would be your <laughs> what would be your weapon of choice? Uh, I wouldn't use a weapon. Fisticuffs. Uh, Bad no, decision. I'd probably. Uh, well, see, he has the he has the age advantage over me. But I have, you know, the quick hands. So. Oh, so you should go with pistols at dawn then, because that seems like your <laughs> pistols at dawn. That I seems thought, like your best chance. I always thought the pen was mightier, uh, fellas. I don't know. Is this Hamilton and Burr? Is that what we're going straight well, to? Wait, You're going to use weaponry? That's a duel. Well, can't you find another way to duel? Can't you, uh, like, uh, I don't know. Have a how about art the, contest? The fir- <laughs> how about the first to find a, had the first to find our way to the next remote without uh, without help getting lost. Uh-huh. Um, you know what I? You know what I'm really good at? You know that game when you hold your hands out like that and someone tries oh someone tries to slap them. Just about <laughs> slapped your computer off the off the table there. <laughs> you ever seen that game? I have. You're I've never that, I've huh? never been beaten in that game. Never one not once. What's the name of that game? I don't know, the slap game? Johnny Lightfoot is There's that kind as well. That's a different kind. The kind when you hold your palms out uh-huh. and you put your hands on top and you go like patty that. Patty cake, we got I, it. I was, <laughs> You're a I world champ in patty cake. But, you know, what's this game called, Johnny? What's this called when you hold your hands out like that and you hold your hands down and you try to slap the guy? I have no clue. Okay, yeah. anyway. Isn't anyway, it bloody lost. knuckles? Wait, <laughs> no. slapping uh, guys? Who are you, Zsa Zsa Gabor? <laughs> I don't want weapons. I don't want to disembowel him. That's That's a drop. That was pretty gross. (laughs) Austin, fine. Just the way he is. I want him, you know, intact. Pistols are done. Just stick with that. (laughs) All right. We're live here from the Family History Library just across the street from Temple Square, across from West Temple. Our good friend Tyler joins us once again, and we're getting the word out about Roots Tech 2020. And, Tyler, we just had a listener uh, come in, and uh, we were talking about about Miss Tui, who's going to be one of your speakers, Leanne, right? Leanne Tui. And uh, he was talking about how he has adopted uh, at least one adopted child and how interested he was in going. And I thought that was just really cool. Seem right up his alley. I think it's. I think Leanne's message, right? Of families don't have to look. You don't have to be the same to be a family, right? And, and she's a huge advocate of adoption. And obviously, what what she did and uh, with Michael Orr and the Blind Side is just an inspiration to everybody. So, you know, families families come in all shapes and sizes and, and different colors and places. And it's it's awesome to just celebrate family. And that's what we do at Rootstech. Now, Rootstech is going to be February 26th through the 29th. You can register at Rootstech. Tech, excuse me, dot org. Use the promo code ZONE and you'll save $20. Uh, we mentioned Leanne Tui. She's going to be on Thursday. Emmett Smith's going to be on Saturday. He's kind of the keynote speaker, which yep. is just awesome, yeah. by the way. And he got into this through a, a TV show? Yeah, he was on a TV show called Who Do You Think You Are? Where he kind of you know had a discovery experience about his own family history and was really captivated. He even uh, went back to Africa and was really moved you know, to, to go back to where his roots came from. And something that we can all relate to. You know, when, when, we, when we find out where we're from, there's just something changes within you, and you're excited to, 
you know, to know more who about who you are and where you're going. So on top of the speakers, which, which is awesome, you guys have classes and all sorts of events going on. It's the best place to come. It's an all-in-one place to learn about your family history, your story. You know, we have an expo hall with over 200 vendors. You can learn about DNA, take a DNA test, you know, learn all the differences there. And then there's th- over 300 classes that you can go and, and di- deep dive into to your family history. All right, so rootstech.org to register. Use promo code ZONE, save $20, and you know, come, come find out where you come from. It's so cool. Thanks, Tyler. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, uh, Chris Mannix joins the show. Coming up next, stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. There's a lot to talk about with the story of Kobe Bryant, but it is a sports icon that, frankly, we will never see that likes of him ever again. LeBron James is not Kobe Bryant. Kobe is more Michael Jordan than LeBron ever will be. And I love LeBron, too. Kobe is at a different level and a different stratosphere than LeBron James. And I don't know if we will ever see another person that will be comparable to what we saw from a drive, from a championship standpoint, than what we saw from Kobe Bryant. Him and MJ are just at a different level. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.